Powerful at Work Radio, episode 12. Welcome to Powerful at Work Radio, the podcast for professionals who see their work as a calling. I'm your host, Rosa Ponce de Leon, and together we'll explore how people can position themselves to make a real difference with their work. We will cover topics ranging from leadership to emotional wellness to what true power looks like and everything in between. If you're ready to do work differently, tune in and join the movement. Now let's get after it. Welcome back. In this episode, we will continue our conversation with Jackie Martin. If you missed the first part of the conversation where she shared about change and dealing with different aspects of career and purpose, you won't want to miss episode 11. In this episode, we will cover her work with teenagers. She found a gap in the marketplace that wasn't being filled, and she jumped in and is doing amazing work. Without further, here's Jackie Martin. You work with a lot of young people trying to get them into that transition. Can you speak to that some more? Absolutely. So after years and years of hearing business owners, small and large, saying, oh my gosh, kids these days. Now I get it. Every generation has gone kids these days, but now I have 20 somethings of my own and I'm recognizing (laughs) they are the kids these days that these business owners are frustrated with how skilled they are, how prepared they are, all of those things. So after a couple of years of also being asked by the school systems locally here to do some training, like helping their kids get ready with nonverbal communication and, and how to interview and all that with potential internships, etc., I started trying to connect the dots there. What can we do? I've been training in the corporate arena forever. How can I take everything that businesses need and match that with what students really aren't getting in the school system? Poor schools just don't have time to handle social skills and life skills and communication skills. I mean, I think they're trying. And some kids are involved in clubs and organizations that handle that, like DECA or FBLA, that that kind of prepare them. But Truly, the vast majority of the students are coming out of high school and even college not knowing how to do some really basic, simple things, and we need to get them better prepared. So we started and, you know, officially became a nonprofit in July, right in the middle of all of this, (laughs) a brand new nonprofit called Be More Learning, and it's B without the E, -E B-M-O-R-E learning.org. And that organization is our last year, we piloted a series of workshops like boot camps with students and their parents teaching both of them how to get those students ready for independence. And so it was, we played the game of life and taught them like how to take care of a car, how to budget, how to pay taxes, how to do simple meals, how do you take care of your laundry, that kind of stuff. But we also taught them how to fail and pick yourself back up, how to um, deal with problems, how to manage their time, how to manage a project, you know, and project management from from STEM to STEM. We really were going through going, oh, oh, also strength. We had them take that strengths finder test. And then we handed the parents the results and said, parents, this is what you coach your kids on, not what you think your kids should be strong at, this is what they said they are strong at. How can you? So we we trained the, the students on those things in a really fun, hands-on way. But then we we didn't realize this was going to happen. In the beginning, we invited some parents. We thought, ah, we'll just invite them. You know, they're going to be some helicopter parents who are going to insist on being there. They all showed up. 
because they're hungry to know too. So we have a whole curriculum for parents. We have a whole curriculum for students. And now we're waiting on COVID to pass us by (laughs) so we can get back, get those large groups back together um, so that we can help them move. uh, You know, these kids are still going to graduate. They're still making their way, even though we've got things kind of pivoting on how we're sharing with those students we're really, really still committed to the mission of getting them prepared for real life. So that's kind of been a culmination of I've been able to do in my career and then putting it toward what I think is maybe going to help out our community too. Let me pull on the one part that you said, because you do the strengths finder and you teach the parents, this is what you need to train them to. And I think sometimes, I mean, that little bit alone of just knowing what those strengths are, put it on paper. Yes. I think sometimes people take the strengths for granted because it comes so naturally to them so easy. And you think, well, that's not the area I need to focus on, but you're obviously saying, no, absolutely play to your strengths. So can you speak yeah. more to that? Yes. So there, the old school thought about strengths and weaknesses was that we needed to bring up our weaknesses. We need to focus on the weaknesses. And um, but what we're starting to notice is that especially in young people, but this is true of everybody between strengths and weaknesses. Yes, of course, in certain areas, you need to at least be able to have competence in certain areas, maybe that are considered weaknesses of yours. But the truth is, If you excel more, if you go dive deeper into the areas that you have that are strengths, naturally, your ability to improve and to excel is exponential in those areas. Those gifts, now I don't mean you can't learn things, you certainly can, but for me, somehow I feel like I I popped out being able to communicate. There was just more of a natural extroversion and communication desire I had, even as a little kid. I was always the one they said, sit down, Jackie, don't talk. Um, but, <laughs> but, now, but now that that's actually a strength of mine. And to try to work against that would be uh, working against sort of my nature. So now making that a career has allowed me to take a strength and excel at it. And so parents, obviously, all well-meaning, and I'm the same way, we tend to just see it through our own eyes. So Mm -hmm. if we have five strengths, we're looking at everybody else, assuming they have the same, especially our kids. Right. The truth is they pop out individually with all kinds of unique traits and, and strengths. And as they're going through their schooling, they're picking up more and more. And so the more as their leader or parent, we recognize what's unique about them, the more we can guide. Well, here's one. The more we can guide them to what kind of a college to go to. There's oh, some totally. kids that a big school is exactly what they want. There's some kids who would absolutely fail at a large school because they they need a more personalized, individualized, small group kind of setting to um, to learn in. And and so we don't want them to go to a giant school. We want them to go to a smaller school. So even at that level, that decision. Great to know what the strengths of your individual child is. And I guarantee if you have more than one child, those are going to be totally different. Um, and so it's just important for us to know this about ourselves, but also yeah. to know this about our kids. 
No, totally. Because I think it is human nature to see ourselves and others. And we tend to just get comfortable there. Oh, that I see that this trait is totally there in my child. But the reality is we're failing if that's where we stop. We have to look mm. past that and say, but what is it that is also unique about this person that I need to cultivate and develop? And that's where the real challenge happens, I would imagine, because now you have to learn something you're not good at, but you at least need to encourage it in, in, the, in the other person. That's that's a great way to put that. And, and that can get really uncomfortable if you don't have kind of guidance along that. And uh, the person who helps us with that actually even takes parents and coaches them a little, you know, like they can have one-on-one coaching to help move them along through that and give them the kind of advice they need. Yeah, I, I think this is all, especially in parenting today, we're having to develop and recognize and support our kids in, in these ways, because otherwise they're getting it from school or social media. And it's no wonder there's either confusion or they go off the rails because we weren't able to, or, you know, had the time or even the knowledge or confidence to support them the way we we need to. Right. I think, I think that's huge because kids need to learn this. Well, we all need to reinforce this. This, what is a true connection look like versus just the whimsical stuff that happens online. And if you don't have people with clear understanding of what our needs are, then, then yeah, we fall through the cracks. We end up at the wrong university. We end up at the wrong job. We end up at all the wrong places and we can still turn that into good, but wouldn't it be better to just avoid it and get off on the correct foot? Well, absolutely. And that's where I feel like we all are in an era of mass connection and still people are lonely or feeling disconnected. And so I think that maybe past um, avenues of communicating these kinds of things have really shifted where uh, perhaps it all was left in the, in the home and the parents did it. Now they're working. They've got lots on their plate. We passed it on to the schools and the schools are overloaded trying to meet different guidelines and, and uh, testing and all of that. And so now it's back out to the community as to how can we shore up these kids and, and truly get them prepared. Um, there are some kids that because this has become uh, something that it just has happened, there are some kids who don't even get a job in high school. In fact, they graduate from college with their very first job. And, and then they have no experience of, you know, how to get along in the workplace and how to deal with a boss that's not really great. And all the things we cut our teeth on when we mm-hmm. had jobs in high school and college, now they get out. Well, it's no wonder their perspective is skewed. We call it entitlement. But we kind of set them up to not have any real experience. And now they get out of the, with their college degree that costs them a lot of money. And, and now they they're, have huge expectations without any perspective or experience. And so that's where some of the trends toward or the assumption everybody should go to college. I don't think that's true. And there are a lot of kids who really would be better to go to trade school or would be better to go straight into an apprenticeship or something like that or straight into the work place. So our trends have kind of kind of uh, gotten swirled up with how we're taking care of this with our students. And so what's happening is then they, they end up on the doorstep of these businesses ill-prepared. And then the companies are going, what? Uh, <laughs> oh no, now what do we do? And so that that's what's occurring. And, and so now a whole generation has kind of gotten a bad rap because we didn't prepare them. And so I, I don't mean to, to bad mouth parenting or even the system. I think it's been a combination of all of it. But now I think we can all be part of the solution. 
Oh, I totally. And and I love that because you you had a real niche or still do in corporations and helping leaders and doing all these things. And you kind of organically grow to this other population and you're killing it. So tell me a little bit about that journey for you personally, because that's you following your calling as well. Well, it's interesting because after years of doing, like I said, and I still do tons of wonderful corporate work. I'm, I'm so blessed for that. I really, uh, really has been a great journey. Um, but recognizing there was a very specific need. And everyone, as I began to explore about two years ago, hey, what do you think about this idea? There wasn't one person, parent or uh, business. Now the students might might have said something a little different, but that, that <laughs> they all said, yes, yes, we need this. What can we do? And there are some programs out there, but um, where my learning curve is right now is as we put together the program, that was great. We we ended up assembling, oh gosh, this is first time out, 200 and something parents, students, uh, community volunteers that helped us do small group exercises, things like that. It was a great experience. I love, love, love that. When we, the growth has really moved for me is now as we, under lots of advisement, hey, become a nonprofit because really organizations and individuals can get behind you that way. Shifting from that private sector to nonprofit and how to run that and what to do and all those essential uh, pieces that I'm having to learn all anew it has really, talk about change, has put me in, in that learning zone again. And um, so I just realized I'm painfully aware of what I need to know that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and frankly, it's a beautiful place to be because it's filled with all of that kind of uncertainty and openness. And I, I'm in the learning curve. And so that's growth for me, for sure. Well, that challenge becomes a fun adventure if you know how to, how to navigate it correctly. And that's what you help people do. So you should, <laughs> you should. Yeah, all- yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. <laughs> I, I should know how to do this. Well, and, and, and that's, a learning thing too, because sometimes even when you're helping people deal with change, you can become complacent yourself. I realized that about myself. I I've been doing it one way. Now we're going to try to, well, and even with the pandemic and the changes of the way we're able to communicate, it's been amazing um, as we pivoted to virtual learning. Now I have to say, the student pivoting to virtual learning, they are already overwhelmed with that at school. So our opportunity to share all of this, how do you have eye contact with people and shake hands and nonverbals and all that has not gone as smoothly into a virtual realm because frankly, they're tired of being on the computer. And the last thing they want to do is learn this stuff that way. So we're trying to find ways we can pivot to do videos or some other things. And frankly, all that takes funding and that whole process I'm learning how to do. So um, things like Giving Tuesday are coming up and I'm learning what that means, trying to work with a nonprofit. And when all incredible nonprofits around us have very, very important needs, food programs, housing, all the things that people really, I mean, truly should take the effort. I mean, they really do need to get as much support as possible right now to help people. So thinking about what we're trying to do at the same time, it almost seems like there's two different levels of need, but we're trying to stay relevant and keep growing even during this time. Well, that's awesome. For the listeners, how would they get a hold of you? If you have a heart for students and, and see that this could be a need, maybe even in your community, bemorelearning.org, and that's B without the E, B-M-O-R-E learning.org would be where to go. And you can find out what we're doing. It 
if you ha have a heart for it and you want to give toward our mission uh, to help get these kids ready for the next steps in life, um, that, that would be great. Well, thank you so much, Jackie. I hope that our listeners will take advantage of either of those opportunities and connect with the great stuff that you're doing for the world. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rosa. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening to Powerful at Work Radio. If you subscribe now, you're going to hear weekly teachings to shift your perspective on how to thrive in the workplace and stories from experts and career professionals who are daring to do work differently. And we want to invite you to the conversation. Please subscribe to this podcast. And you can also visit us on Facebook and join the group Empower to Bloom Tribe, where you're going to find tons of resources to help you on your career journey and also interact with like-minded professionals. I'll see you there.